There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode of the Cult Pop Show podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch, get up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, give us something to talk about in the post credit scene at the end of each episode, or join us for our monthly movie club Zoom call where we discuss a film together, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash Hey, sports fans. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Cold Pops podcast. Uh, Richard and I are in the same room together. Hello. Just going to adjust my microphone. Yeah, look, we're touching right now. <laughs> touch me. No. <laughs> touch me. They don't need to know that we actually didn't touch. Well, hey, Merry Christmas for yesterday. Yeah, for yesterday. And for a few days ago. When and we- for a, a year from now. <laughs> um this is we're of course in our our christmas holiday break here in new zealand which is why richard and i are in the same city for the first time in a long time Um, wow i was actually i was here like three weeks ago that's true um i should sound all great now that i've adjusted my microphone in real time for everyone (laughs) um we're here to do a special bonus episode of film franchise fortnite to close out the year for a couple of reasons one we weren't ready to do most disappointing of 2020 part two and two um having just done the muppets movies both uh non-theatrical and theatrical Mm -hmm. for film franchise fortnite's um, even though the relationship between the Muppets and Sesame Street is a bit complicated, it didn't feel right to not talk about the two yeah. Sesame Street movies. Um, so that's what we're doing today for a sort of casual, laid-back um, film franchise four nights about uh, the movies uh, Sesame Street Presents Follow That Bird and The Adventures of Elmo and Grouchland, yep. which we'll get to in just a second. I would like to reiterate what the relationship between sesame street and the Muppets be my is. guest so as far as i can tell essentially jim henson creates the muppets mm-hmm. in like the 50s right sesame street gets made in also in the 50s or the 60s right? uh 69 was the debut of um mm-hmm. the muppet show of the of sesame street okay there you go um and they were like we need puppets jim henson who runs the his company the muppets is like i have puppets that we can use they're called the muppets right and this is why you get peak people like kermit the frog in sesame street yeah. sketches uh, i think yeah you're not entirely correct there so sesame street predates the muppets yes um and well it predates the show the muppets well but the idea like so Puppets made by the Jim Henson Company are called Muppets. Yes. So that that's just like what they're called. Yes. And then there's a troop of famous Muppets who call themselves the Muppets. Yes. Um. And so that's essentially it. It's like the the, the characters on Sesame Street are Muppets, but they're not members of the Muppets. Yes. It's like, um, yeah. It's like if we went on tour as the New Zealanders, right? And it's like, or the Kiwis. It's like. We, like everyone from New Zealand is a Kiwi, we're just calling ourselves the Kiwis. Yes, I'm, um, and I think, but I think, um, 
it's it wouldn't be it wouldn't be wrong to say the Muppets and Sesame Street take place in the same fictional universe. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, like I think I think because of what we spoke about last week with the the Muppets kind of layers of reality, mm. that's not always true. But yeah, more right, or you're right. Um, but but so in the Muppet movie, um, Big Bird appears in, yeah. in Muppets Take Manhattan. I believe a lot of the Muppets and actually some uh, of the Fraggle Rock characters. Yeah, and, and Great Muppet Caper, um, Oscar the Grouch shows up yep. and refers to it as a very brief cameo. Um, the kind of the primary difference between the two as well is, is the age demographic. Like yes. Sesame Street is very much a kids show. Um, and the Muppet show is kind of like a precursor to something like, well, like, like the Simpsons, I guess yeah. that it's like using, um, a medium traditionally reserved for kids shows and doing more kind of adult things with it, but not in the same way that like Rick and Morty does where it's like, you wouldn't let your kids watch this. Um, it's more, you can watch this with, it's not for your kids necessarily, but if you watch it with the, your kids, they're not going to ask you awkward questions. Yeah. Um, whereas Sesame Street is like, this is primarily for children's children. education. Yeah. Um, and so I guess with uh, the amount of cameos that we get, and there is a Kermit the Frog cameo and follow that bird yeah, as well. Because he was a Sesame Street character first. Right, which is why I feel like our comprehensive coverage of the Muppet movie yeah. universe should probably include the Sesame yeah. Street. But it's also primarily universe. the thing about us not having time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which we had time to do now. So yeah. um, we thought it'd be fun to do. Um, so I'd never seen Follow That Bird, but I'd seen Elmo and Grouchland years and years ago. Yeah. Um, and because this is a casual laid back um, podcast, um, I wish I had like a beer to crack open, but I don't. Do you know, we'll you have a bottle of absinthe downstairs. <laughs> That's true. Do you want some absinthe <laughs> while we talk about Sesame Street? Yeah, just sipping on. Um, we, we ha- we're covering one movie each. We're like emceeing yeah. the show for one movie each. Yeah. Um, so you're starting with, with Follow That Bird. 1985's Five. Sesame Street Presents Follow, Follow That, that Bird. bird. Okay, so um, AJ, what's Follow That Bird about? <laughs> uh, well, this is a bit. This is Big Bird's big movie. This yeah. is Big Bird. Um, is he lives on Sesame Street again? Just like with the Muppets, we're presuming you know a base knowledge of Sesame Street as we go into yeah, this. I'm presumably. I'm hoping you can tell me how to get there. Well, do they tell you how to get there in the song? Uh, I don't think they do. They just ask. Yeah, I guess not. It's one of life's great mysteries. Yeah. Can you tell me? Not where is Sesame Street? Can you tell me how to get there? Well, the answer is no. The answer is no. Um, there is a social worker of bird. A social worker is like company of birds. Yeah. So they're, they're Muppet birds. One of them's a social worker um, named Miss Finch. And she learns that Big Bird lives by himself in Sesame Street. And so she goes there to to dehome him and mm. basically say because you're a bird and you don't have a family you need to go live with a bird family so yeah. she sends him to go live with the dodos the dodos aren't like dursley bad but they're just weird they're and, incompetent and big so. bird doesn't really like them so he decides to walk back to sesame street which he approximates will only take three hours because it was an hour's plane flight to yeah. get to the to um, place where does he get sent to us like it's minnesota i think no, it's not. It's, it's Missouri, like Iowa. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, Iowa, Oregon. Yeah, somewhere like that. Whereas Sesame Street is in New York. Page, eh? Yeah. Um, and so Big Bird decides he's going to walk home. Um, he is then uh, uh, pursued by Miss Finch. He is also pursued Illinois. by Illinois. He is also pursued by a gang of of circus. People. freaks <laughs> one of they're not freaks they want to get know, him yeah. because he is a freak 
because um, he's whoa, a big whoa, bird. Whoa. He's a big bird, I'll say it. He's yeah, a freak. He um, while also the main characters from Sesame Street, not just Cookie Monster and... The who Count. Else? The Count. Um, and Oscar also, the Grouch. Uh, and Oscar the Grouch, but also the human... The humans. Human characters of Sesame Street are looking for him the other way, thinking that if they go certain routes, they're, they're bound to yeah, run into him. because there's only a few ways he can walk, so yeah. they'll run into it at some point. Um, he ends up getting captured by the circus where he turns blue, turns into a well, blue he painted bird. blue. Does he? Yeah. I miss that. They, so he turned blue. This is really interesting, and we'll come back to this. Um, and he then the the people from Sesame Street sort of find him, and he escapes with them. Um, and then uh, the social worker turns up, and he's like, "No, this is my like family. this is a family. It's okay that we're mixing races." Yeah. Um, and the and the the social worker's like, "Well, I never thought of that, but I you know I guess." Um, so <laughs> you'd never seen this movie. You didn't. didn't no, know I knew it existed because. When we were putting together the franchise list in 2016, oh, yeah. and we put down the Muppet movies, I remember thinking, "Are these? Me- I know there's Elmo Grouchland," oh, yeah. and looked up to see if there were any more. Finding Follow That Bird, mm. and when Big Bird appears in the Muppet movie during the um, yeah. Moving Right Along song, when I first saw, they actually incorrectly believed that was a cross, a direct crossover right, yeah, yeah. with Follow That Bird, and they've intercepted his journey, and that when you go and watch Follow That Bird, you'll see that right, scene yeah, yeah, from good. Big Bird's perspective. It's not. That's actually Big Bird going to to star. break into public television. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, my knowledge of this film came from when I was very young, pre my memory. Pre COVID. <laughs> <laughs> um, my sister watched this film, um, just like you know, one day, and I think she must have been like five, so I would have been like two. Mm-hmm. Um, and um. Yeah, because it gets quite sad in some parts, mm-hmm. um, especially when Big Bird ends, ends up blue, um, that like she bawled her eyes out, was like traumatized wow. by this film. And so it was like a running joke in my family for 25 years <laughs> um, that like this movie, Follow That Bird, is like, you know, one of the most emotionally damaging things to happen wow. to my family, well, to my sister at least. And, um, yeah so yeah it was like this thing of like have you mentioned follow that bird it's like no like <laughs> how often does it get mentioned oh constantly <laughs> uh, no, like, i would i would i would just come up and we'd joke about follow that bird but um my we also had one you know those little the books with the golden spine the golden mm, spine yeah. books yeah, yeah. <laughs> um the, like the little golden book I think, yeah, yeah yeah um and we had the the novelized well novelization i say i'll, I'll follow that bird but it was <laughs> yeah, the like novelization of but it. it's like you know it's like a dozen pages long and it only covers one part of the i think it's when he's at the farm right okay just covers that part um but the one thing i knew about this film from that from like talking about like what made it so sad is that big bird is so sad he turns blue and i was told and because i watched this with my mom and my sister um because being down a crush i was like i need to watch follow that bird for the podcast and they're like no (laughs) um but oh come on um i just dropped his phone which i can see because i'm I'm right here <laughs> um but yeah they so the the whole thing is that they've they've captured big bird the, the bad guys and they say oh what are we gonna do everyone's looking for a, an eight foot tall yellow bird and they go oh a yellow bird and that's the thing they're not looking for an eight foot tall right. blue bird um so they paint him blue and um yeah all this time i was led to believe and my mum was led to believe that 
Big Bird got so sad he turned blue because that was how my five-year-old sister had explained what happened in the film. And so she thought that some something actually happened where he was so blue emotionally <laughs> that he physically turned blue. Um, but yeah, so that was funny to, to find out the truth about behind that. Um, but yeah, so this is my first time watching the film, or at least I, I was probably in the room when my sister was watching it, but I was yeah, two yeah. years old. Um, so what did you think of the film? Um, I think by and large, it's like, yeah, it's the Muppets. You're yeah. going to enjoy it. And it's Sesame Street, which is has a sweetness to it that I think can be enjoyed at any age. Yeah, but um, it's still not as strong as any of the no, Muppets. No, I, I don't think so. I also but thought... But that also comes from the demographic thing. Yeah, but I also thought on that demographic thing, I wonder if the Sesame Street ethos doesn't work in feature length because mm. a feature like the TV show is like, yeah. you've got to learn how to say your ABCs. And it's yeah, like, that, that's a thing. it's not adventures. And when you do follow yeah. that bird and you've got to create a storyline to mm. it, I think this film for a film that that is a Sesame Street film, it has some pretty troubling messages for children. Right, it? like it's okay to jump out of a moving. It's vehicle. okay to jump out of a moving vehicle. That's crazy. Big Bird says it's not, and he's given explicit permission. Yeah, um, which is, I guess, them trying their to, way around it. Yeah, because when when they rescue him, he has to jump out of the trailer onto the the car, um, and it's like a it's a scene from a from an action movie, mm. but it's with Big Bird, which is like all these things work except for. The except for when you realize and you remember Sesame Street's social responsibility yeah, yeah, as yeah. like educational television, yeah. um, and because like the, the thing about like educational television, especially like of this kind and like um, Blues Clues, I remember when when I was a kid that they would play the same episode of Blues Clues mm. every morning for yeah. five days, and there was a, they would play a thing that's like kids learn from repetition. So we're playing it like this is the fourth time we're playing this episode yeah. this week, which when you were like you'd grown up out of needing repetition was infuriating. Yes, man. <laughs> um, the only time. I ever saw Blue's Clues was yeah. when I'd grown out of that um, stage. But the yeah, so so it's like when you can just do a whole segment on like yeah, pause Sesame Street. We're just going to talk about the letter B and what that means. And yeah, and, and it's like yeah, you're not really watching Sesame Street for like wow, what's going to happen to Big Bird and his friends? The, this the week? gripping story. Yeah, and so it, yeah, it is weird to see it translated. I think that probably is one of the reasons that doesn't work quite as well as as the muppets it does attempt a few of the little like winks and nods to the camera about like you know we know we're in a movie like or like the meta kind of stuff that the muppets does but it's yeah it, it's just it, it's it feels more kind of forced because it's like well the mm. muppets do this so we have to do it but it's like well who is this for and there's a very funny joke in it actually where um the count they're 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 trying to find out which key they're quietly trying to find out which key opens big bird's <laughs> cage to break it loose from the circus and they're like is it this one this one and then the count's like one uh, 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 and they're like shh and he's like oh, uh, uh, uh. and i thought that was really funny and um, the other troubling message that this movie has is don't trust social workers hmm well that's that's troubling yeah, that's, that's that is troubling thing, yeah. because social workers i can tell you at least in new zealand by and large are well-meaning people yeah. and to- well they just want you to be with your your race and because i think that's the other thing is the other thing on, on this film is that it's a, it's a very powerful race allegory you reckon yeah how so well because it's like you're a bird you have to live with other birds and then you know he's put into he's he's ripped away from his family and it's about like you know you, families who you choose your family to be you choose mm. your family it's rise of skywalker 
It is. It is. The, that's at the end, they're like, what's your name? And he's like, Big Bird. And they're like, Big Bird who? And he's, Big Bird Sesame Street. <laughs> Big Bird Sesame Street. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I I don't know. I didn't I didn't enjoy this. It was kind of a struggle yeah. to get through, but mainly because it's a it's like it's preschool a yeah. aimed more than anything else. What do you think it has a Rotten Tomatoes? Um, 72. Yeah, you're way off, mate. Um, now uh, it has ninety two, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was it generally got pretty good reviews. It uh, it's considered a box office disappointment. It made thirteen point nine million dollars. Very Damn. very low. Um, but that's 13.9 thirteen point nine million dollars. Uh, uh, it opened uh, the uh. same weekend as Fright Night. Oh, yeah. we've seen that uh, movie. Which I presume wouldn't have much crossover of audience, um, but it also received uh, stiff competition from uh, Mad Max, Beyond Thunderdome, and uh, Back to the Future. I was going to say, because 1985, all yeah. I think of is Back to the Future. Yeah, a lot of big films, and also like uh, 84 had some big ones that were re-released. Um, this was um, Jim Henson's final appearance in a... Uh, theatrical release because yeah. he because Kermit the Frog does appear in this he also voices Ernie um yeah uh, Kermit the Frog uh when Big Bird goes missing from the Dodo family Kermit the Frog is the reporter on the ground and boy was I excited to see our old friend Kermit again yeah like it was he's he's stand, he's enigmatic and he and he just he stands out from the crowd he's the one hell of a frog I tell you that <laughs> um did you like the Chevy Chase uh cameo yeah and the john candy cameo yeah yeah it says a lot about an actor on which if they cameo in the muppets or sesame street sesame yeah. Street. <laughs> yeah um chevy chase's cameo felt i'm too good for this mm-hmm. like uh, that, that's chevy chase's style like especially at the time it's kind of the, the he was the very much the joel McHale of his era um yeah yeah and like he's kind of sarcastic and like playing up the fact that he's a bit of a dick whereas john candy's felt a bit more like uh, Orson Welles at the end of the Muppet movie where it's like, okay, what's the most beloved star we can think of right. to just show up and smile and save the day? Mm. You know, even though Orson Welles doesn't smile in it, but it's it's, it's very like, we know they're going to be okay because John Candy's here. Um, Trust cops. There's another message <laughs> in this movie that's maybe um, not. But yeah, it, it was like, you know, John Candy being one of the one of the most beloved film stars of the 80s, but like, like it was very much like a the saving the best for last kind of thing right in the same way that awesome miles was mm. um so bert and ernie you mentioned them and they're in the next Why movie as well. Ernie. well bert and ernie are both <laughs> in this and on christmas day i shared a post on our instagram of bert and ernie and sharing a santa suit mm. and said happy christmas from <laughs> your favorite cole popshire boys and the inevitable happened richard later on in the day you messaged me and you said which one of us is bert and which is ernie <laughs> and i thought that could be a fun discussion to have because I think there is a perception of our dynamic from what I've talked to on the Discord. Um, And it's funny because I knew you would ask this when I put it up. And I was like, which one are we? Well, yeah, I I kind of knew you were expecting me to ask you as well. (laughs) (laughs) And so you asked me and I said, I think... It was was more like I thought you, you must have thought about it. And so I was... I was yes anding you by allowing you to tell me. (laughs) So, um... Yeah, you asked me and I said there's probably a good argument that we're both. You know, we've had this discussion yeah. before with um, Woody and Buzz. We never really reached yeah. a, a proper... Yugi and Kaiba. Yeah, there's not really a um, a proper thing. And and again, and bringing up Yu-Gi-Oh, depending on the episode, yeah. one of us is the grouchy one and one of us is the, is the <laughs> silly one. And you said, I think I you said 
that you you richard are inarguably bird and, yeah. and i'm ernie and i think that is the easiest based on the um the characters the we characters play, we play <laughs> and i get that i get that that i'm the the one that giggles a lot more i'm always going <laughs> like, yeah, like i'm always ernie. dusting my paperclip collection yeah well not okay well that's a good example of where the the dynamic there was switches. um there was uh just sorry moving my mic as i <laughs> tell the story oh god and i've moved into the wrong i'm just putting it back where it was um oh fuck there right. um yeah I, I was in australia i think i turned on like was fucking through the channels and it was sesame street and i was like, oh let's watch this for a couple of seconds and, and it was ernie comes up to bird he's like what are you doing there bird and bird's like oh, i'm just dusting my paperclip collection and i thought it was so funny <laughs> um and i can see you're also i guess the more um am i trying to say here without it being in any way derogatory and i'm truly don't don't mean it derogatory <laughs> pejorative is more the word i should have right. used like you are the grumpier one of the two of us yeah yeah well yeah deadpan as well deadpan that's a great way to put i it. was um a, a an email was sent out to uh like pretty much the whole company i work at to say i've got in a new new position at the company and he said richard known for his desert dry wit <laughs> <laughs> that's excellent um i got told when i left my job that um my boss said um i know you don't feel like you're cut out for this job it's <laughs> so a very similar um, <laughs> that was great my speech was basically um i've always kind of wanted to be a film teacher i guess i just didn't want to be one for very long yeah <laughs> was my speech um I yeah so and I guess you know by and large I'm the one that I'm a lot more giggly which by the way is actually an intentional creative decision I'm pulling yeah. back the curtain here but I don't actually laugh this much in real life I just understand that laughter fills in the silences yeah in and a I am um, see whereas I'm the opposite I actually laugh a lot more you in do, real life though. I do <laughs> yeah um, like like that's the thing like I I feel like in my personal life I am like one of the things I would I would be like known for my distinct laugh yeah. Yeah, and you hear on the podcast. Well, and then, and my laugh is distinct as well, but it's yeah. yours is cooler. Your laugh mine's is cooler. surprising. Mine I, is well, I, I, like people have genuinely been like um, when Jess and I were on uh, like our first date together, we went to the movies, and I laughed. At, I can tell you what the joke was as well. We went to go see David Brent Life on the Road, <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the the movie uh, from oh, the oft forgotten movie that came after the Office, um, and a character puts on. Uh, glasses that has a penis uh, for a nose like you know the, the Groucho Marx glasses mm-hmm. but it's that but with a penis for a nose and he's like who am I <laughs> fuck nose <laughs> and I and I, I, I let out a, a guttural belly laugh and wow. Jess was terrified wow um, an ex-girlfriend once described my laugh as Krusty the Clown um, and oh, she yeah. told her new boyfriend and he told me that information several times. Oh, nice to like nig you. I don't know if he was trying to nig me. Or I trying, think trying to get get one up. On he you. was trying like he was. He's the kind of guy who, who could be listening. Who <laughs> I think um wanted to was at was, least was initially felt uh, insecure in the relationship. Yeah, yeah, and so it was like a way to be like you're dumb. Yeah, yeah and yeah. she thinks you're dumb, even though I wasn't. After yeah. you know, trying to get um, her back or anything. Yeah. Yeah, let, let us know um, what other 
famous dynamic duos we fit into. The thing that always happens with these, though, is that we're always both offended by it. <laughs> <laughs> like, because it's like people go, oh, Richard's so burnt, and AJ's such an Ernie. And it's like... What? I, I wouldn't have said I'm Ernie, but I'm such a bird. What does that mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, you're right. And because because neither of us have Ernie's sunny disposition, the defining characteristic of Ernie. Yeah. We're actually he's a both... Little, he's a rascal. We're both very negative people. I think, <laughs> I think that the reason Ernie may be attributed to me, this thing we're defending that no one has accused <laughs> yeah, us of yeah. being, um, is because Ernie's the prankster of the two. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. The, the defining moment <laughs> in this podcast history was a a, a, prank, a prank that, 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 that I Ernie'd and you Berted to, <laughs> right? Um, because like I, I identify with Bert like without you without considering you and the dynamic i identify with bird a lot more than ernie yeah yeah yeah. you know and i i like bird more than ernie yeah i think bird is funnier because of the the role he plays in the dynamic yeah. well they're chandler and joey as well which one are you which one are me i'm chandler i'm, I'm joey uh I fucking hate i hate all the friends characters <laughs> um no although i feel like i'm ross though which I also know is the worst one. I just think I'm yeah, I'm I, more Ross-like in my personality. Out of the two of us, I might say that I'm... More, like, it's less that you're more Chandler and it's that I probably am more Joey than you. Mm. But if it's if you're Ross, then I'm more Chandler than you. Right. Mm, very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think um, for those who are wanting an answer to this, sure. If gun to our heads, I'm Ernie and Richard's Bert. But yeah. I couldn't be Ernie forever, my God. Uh, yeah. But I and- could be Bert forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, but yeah, like like if you were to say say to someone, oh, choose a random episode of the podcast and tell me which one is which, um, and they choose Yu-Gi-Oh, they'll be like, oh, yeah, Richard's the, the fun-loving one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, which is- I actually don't. I hate fun. And like to describe me in any circumstances fun loving is is feels like an inaccurate oh god yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is but this is all to say that we're both uh bert we're actually both more eeyore from winnie the pooh i think um and that we're both miserable people um um yeah let us know some other dynamic did, we we both did a um which fictional character are you quiz recently didn't we yes we did oh god i don't know where my answers are i be. don't remember what i got either um it was someone i'd never heard of that i got mine was place. uh Hamish from hunger games and it, it's like it's like this really interesting quiz it's, it's like you know you do the um the myers-briggs personality test mm. which gives you like entp the, the full yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. um and um yeah but it tells you like what fictional characters you're most like and my top ones yeah my top one was Hamish from the hunger games up top yeah like hugh uh house mm-hmm. jeff winger mm-hmm. um these are all pretty accurate though yeah whereas i got i got things like um nick from new girl i got hurley i got bubbles from the wire who's yeah a, a homeless i drug remember addict. when you sent me the list i remember thinking like the defining characteristic of all these people is that they don't have their life together they're down on their luck losers was, yeah. was all the ones i got um which isn't again inaccurate to me but you would never describe ernie as a down on his luck loser which 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 muppet or sesame street character is a down on their luck loser um do you know who we are who? statler and waldorf yeah we talked about that didn't we talk about that yeah, last probably. week 
Um, we're Staler and Wardoff because we're movie podcasters, but like excluding them, I feel like maybe I'm more fuzzy than anyone else. Right. Yeah. Like my heart, I'm I'm a Kermit at heart, but I, I'm outwardly too cynical and obnoxious. Oh, I found to be my, a I found my thing. Um, so Hamish Abernathy, um, Stephen Hyde from that seventy show. <laughs> um, oh, Doctor Cox from Scrubs, House, Jeff Winger, Rick Sanchez. <laughs> Jack Donaghy. Um, you fucking Rick. You <laughs> are Rick, aren't you? Berta from Two and a Half Men. Um, <laughs> who else is in here? Um, uh, there's a bunch of people. Rust from True Detective. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Ian Malcolm. Um, April Ludgate. Mm. Bunch of, you know, sarcastic assholes. You got Rust from True Detective. <laughs> yeah. But then I did it again, I think, because it's like, you can do it again, but like with more like more questions and i got david levinson from independence day that's jeff goldblum's character right okay i think i haven't seen independence day top character there that i've heard of was uh house and i got miranda from sex and city so i guess that a definitive answer to the question wow are you a samantha no i'm a miranda do you remember when i when tim told me that i was carrie and we all you knew and then that was how i found out and i was like oh my god of course (laughs) <laughs> like i'd never given myself i'd never I'd, I'd written off carrie i was like oh i'm not carrie so i must yeah be. well you have you have pretty severe protagonist syndrome i don't I, I think that's a that's a that's a good perception of me i don't know if it's entirely accurate um well i, I mean you did, like you a, did write a, you did write and direct a um a pilot about about your life yeah but hasn't everyone <laughs> i like i feel more like a background character in a sitcom like a recurring right. background character who's just a two-dimensional joke i don't know probably one of my flatmates i imagine oh, okay, not me well i mean you're the and the sitcom of my flatmate <laughs> my flatmate's the main character yeah I don't even. I'm not even talking about a specific flatmate. I'm <laughs> yeah, just saying, yeah, right, like, right. someone in my life is probably more the main character, right? Well, or maybe you know, I um, when we lived together, I was the main character, mm. and now I've spun off, or yeah. you've, you've spun off. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe you don't have protagonist, but you've you've um failed spin off syndrome. Yeah. I'm Joey. I'm Joey yeah. again. Oh my god, Joey again. Ah, <laughs> that should be um your um your sitcom. Joey again. Joey again. That's what AJ stands for, but backwards. <laughs> There's that crazy laugh. <laughs> um, hey, let's... Uh, I, do, I do have a couple of pieces of um, INDB trivia. Okay. Some, some dumb, some not. Um, I do now have to scroll back uh, through my photos because I screenshotted them. Um, so here's fun. Here's one. Here's one. Here's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Big Bird is being welcomed home at the end of the movie, you get a quick glimpse of a character in the w- window that in a window that was definitively Elmo. <laughs> the movie was made before he was even considered a character on the show. Yeah, um, I I love the fact it was definitively Elmo. You can't tell me it wasn't. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then there's another one. Oh, the only um, of the main regular cast of the show appearing in this film, only Northern Calloway, who played David, was absent because he was barred from entering Canada um, due to a criminal record dating back to an incident on September nineteenth, nineteen eighty, when he went on a violent frenzied rampage and rampage in Nashville, Tennessee, due to mental illness, and then. Um, he sought medical help so he could resume work on the show until a couple of later incidents ultimately caused his dismissal in 1989 and then he died a year later just four months before the similarly untimely passing of Jim Henson that one wasn't as fun or as funny but it caught wait sorry is this a dumb piece of IMDB trivia no I said uh, some were dumb some not Um, that was one that was not that was just very sad 
I agree. And now, with that... <laughs> we move on to The Adventures of Elmo and Grouchland, which came out in 1999. Oh, sorry. One more thing about Follow That Bird. It was directed <laughs> by uh, Ken Quappas. Do you remember cool. that name? No. Uh, he directed, among other things, uh, The Sister of the Travelling Pants. No shit. Um, and and uh, Imagine that, if I remembered that name. Follow That Bird. I remembered the name. I couldn't remember from where. But he um, that was his, uh, his directorial debut. It says, although... Whenever it says that, then you go to their page and it has like one film before that. Mm. It usually, should, no, this is just a full-on film. Um, he also directed Dunstan checks in at License to Wed, and he's just not that into you. And he's he's attached to the upcoming Sisterhood Everlasting. Is that what it's called? I guess. Bad. 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 The Adventures of Elmo and Grouchland, uh, 1999, directed by Gary Holverson. Shall we see what else he Yeah, made? let's fucking... Let's mine this for content. Uh, the King and I in 2018. Wow, that was him. And The Quintessential Peggy Lee in 1984, which was direct-to-video. Um, so, not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he directed uh, some episodes of Muppets Tonight. Um directed Almo's Christmas Countdown, All right, which is cool. a TV yeah. movie. All right. All right. Um, what do you think this has on Ron Tomatoes? Uh, 46. 77. Oh, yeah. Make with that information what you will. Okay. A very short movie, 173 minutes. Just under three hours long. Wait, what did I say? <laughs> 173 minutes. It's 73 minutes. Oh, my God. It's like, this is the Irishman <laughs> of, um, oh, of Sesame Street movies. Imagine the Irishman of Elmo. <laughs> it's called the Irishman of Elmo. It's called, I heard you like blankets. blankets. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is... Elmo's The Adventures of Elmo and Grouchland. About. So Elmo um, uh, wakes up in the morning next to his uh, poster of Tiger Woods. And, and he's like, oh my God, what happened last <laughs> night? Um, and then he uh, sings this little song about his blanket that he loves. It's mm. sentient. Um, it's like Magic Carpet from Aladdin. Yeah. And then he... Can't fly. <laughs> the best part of the carpet. <laughs> and then he uh, is walking through town and then he sees Zoe, who's upset, and he cheers her up and then she's like, give me that blanket. And he's like, no. And then it rips. Um, and then he's so uh, distraught. And then the, through a series of hilarious uh, happenstances, um, the blanket falls into Oscar the Grouch's trash can mm. and falls into Grouchland. Mm. And Almo goes after it. And then Mandy Patankin's there. Plays he's Huxley, the bad guy. Um, he's and he's a, selfish. He's a Orwellian dictator who rules over Grouchland. And his central sin is that he's selfish and yeah. he takes things because they're his. Yeah. Uh, and then, Including the blanket. Yeah. And then they go on a quest to get the blanket. Elmo goes on a world, whirlwind 45-minute adventure <laughs> yeah. um, to get back his, his beloved blankie. Um, and at the end, when he gets back home, he's learnt to he's learnt the importance of not being selfish, mm-hmm. um, and and seeing a distorted black mirror reflection of himself in Huxley, and so he shares the blanket with Zoe, which means he lets her hold it, and she goes, "I can hold it," and he goes, "Yep." For it's a like, little that's bit, what you, you have do to with back. a blanket. What? Yeah. 
It's not like it's a toy. If it was a toy, it's like I can play with it. It's like yes, there's actual yeah, you can get value to this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I can hold the blanket. Sure can, Zoe. Don't, <laughs> don't know why I got angry about this in the first place. Yeah, well, she ripped it. What and it is a sentient blanket, as you said, which is um something probably belongs in a museum and not in the hands of. <laughs> it belongs in a museum. <laughs> um, what did you think of this movie? Ah, uh, it's pretty boring. Pretty boring. It's seventy three minutes. Yeah. It took us like over two hours to watch as well, because um, we watched it together first yep. first time since um, what one uh, for the podcast for the, for this podcast RoboCop twenty fourteen I think mm. um, for anything uh, we it would be uh, uh, Cinderella Story Princess uh, Christmas Wish nice. which was for film franchise follow-ups. Very nice. All nice the trees work. and all the presents or, for um, Santa. <laughs> for Santa. Um, or uh, when did we watch Eternal Sunshine? Was that before or after Cinderella Story Christmas Wish? Because we are in the same room for no, that. No, you were at uh, Eternal Sunshine. You were at your last flat. You, um, yeah. Christmas Wish, you, were, you wish you were here. I was too. Yeah. Holy shit, don't remember that. Um, cool. Okay, so um, this no, movie. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's very whatever. Um, yeah. There's some fun. There's some fun. I, I, I enjoyed stuff in more it. spending time with you than I did right watching. Because I supplied you with wine and cheese. Well, I didn't get any wine. Oh, cheese and crackers. You can have some yeah. wine if you want. Off you go. Right now, do you want some wine? Oh, yeah, if you want. No. Ah, oh, goddamn! It. What's the time? It's quarter to five. It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> it's quarter of an what? hour. For wine now. before five. <laughs> uh, we can have some wine after this if you want. Okay. I've been drinking too much lately. Yeah. Welcome to the Sesame Street episode. Well, we're going to be um, we're recording something very special for our Patreon after this, which maybe might be better if we have had a couple of beers. <laughs> I don't wines. have any beer. Sorry, wines. Absinthe. Yeah, some absinthe. Um, so this, I'd seen this movie before. I'd seen it, um, I think... We got it out on VHS for my little sister when she was like three. So this movie came out in 1999. She was born in 2001. No, 2000? 2000. Yeah, you said she just turned 20. Yeah. Um, Which means that this was not like a new release. We did not see this as a new release. We saw it as like a five-day night, five-night, you know, higher, which are always the 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 creepiest ones from video stores like why are you getting this get a new release new releases are inherently better (laughs) um and the only thing i really remembered from it is that bird and ernie routinely pause the movie where bird reference dr zhivago yeah bird um is is distraught that bad things are happening in the movie and it's up to ernie to let him know that this is a movie you see now that's that's if that's not us <laughs> yeah um and there's a scene there's the last time they do it i think it's like right at the like false victory of the plot where yeah. almo gets slingshotted by a giant chicken halfway across grouchland <laughs> um which by the way they tell you at the start is grouchland usa meaning he hasn't gone through like a portal to another dimension yeah. he's just in illinois yeah <laughs> um, that would have been a good chance to dunk on a state but i mean like florida Florida? You yeah. reckon Grouchland is in Florida? Why? Well, everyone hates Florida. Mm. <laughs> We've got some fans from Florida. Huh? We've got some fans from Florida. Yeah, but I think they know that. Doesn't everyone hates? That's like a thing. Gas Cadet, is Florida bad? Do you like living there? <laughs> Tell us in, on the Discord. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just like every every election, everyone's like, oh, fucking hell, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> you did it again. Um, And it's so... 
Uh, yeah, it, Bert and Ernie pause the movie, and Bert's like, "This is so sad. We can't keep watching this." And and Ernie's like, "It's it's a movie. It's going to have a happy ending. What movie doesn't have a happy ending?" And and Bert goes, "Titanic. Titanic didn't have a happy ending." And as they're walking away, he goes, "Gone with the wind." Doctor Shivago, <laughs> which is like the most grown-up probably oh, yeah. joke in it. Um, what did you think of Mandy Patinkin's performance? Uh, yeah, it's fine. I said to you in the film, like it feels like he came off the back of watching Muppet Christmas Carol and Muppet Treasure Island. They're like, oh, we want you to be in a film with Muppets. And he was like, I'll do it. Mm. And then um, realized it wasn't as a prestigious of an opportunity. Mm. Um, he's fine, though. He gets to, gets to flex his um, singing chops. Yeah, he sound, I thought he sounded a bit like Nathan Lane at points. Yeah, I, I, I feel like he sounds more like someone else, but I couldn't put my finger on he sings. I think he sings the best song in the film. Yeah. Which is about how everything's his. Yeah. It's the villain song. Yeah. Um, which I think it did, it got nominated. Let me check. Really? Wow. I don't know if that song specifically got nominated. Okay. All right. Well, let's, um, um, no, no. Um, no, it doesn't look like it did. All right. Got it. Um, they, how do you feel? This is going to be a short little bonus film franchise for nights. This one's for kids. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about alcoholism and dunked on our ex's new lovers, but well, I did all these things. But Yeah, I said the F word a couple of times. Did you? <laughs> did you? Go get the soap. Did you ever get your wash, mouth washed out? No, it was near. I don't even ever remember even being threatened by it. Really, I remember understanding the joke, the inherent right. joke of getting your mouth washed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you got a dirty mouth. I think I, I think it happened to me. Damn. Yeah. Fucking parents. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> don't trust your parents, kids. Yeah. Um. So I've got some dumb IMDb trivia for this movie. Okay. Um. Mandy Patinkin was a last-minute replacement for the original actor who was to play Huxley. Nathan Lane. Doesn't say. Oh, right, that's okay. what makes it dumb. It's like, that's the part of the trivia, you fools. Yeah, yeah. You fools. Who was going to play him originally? <laughs> um, and then down the bottom of the page, the scene where in which Elmo launches the basket to Huxley onto Huxley, which is how he defeats him. Um, yeah, was by the- getting like a washing, ba- a wicker basket yeah. falls on him and he's completely trapped. <laughs> um, was the most complicated scene to film. First of all, in order to show Elmo's full body as he fell on the board, they had to use the active Elmo puppet to film in front of a blue screen. Second, the filmmakers to fabricate Elmo having launched the basket in the air, um, so the basket had to be dropped from a certain angle. Third, the basket had to land directly on top of Huxley. And then fourth, Huxley had to look suitably frustrated when the basket landed on him. The hardest part was getting Mandy Patinkin to act, goddammit. <laughs> um, and the last piece of dumb IMDb trivia I've got for you is an early concept for the movie involved Almo losing his ball in Oscar's can rather than his blanket. <clears throat> so maybe that should have been what mm. it was. Because yeah. you can actually play with a ball. Yeah. But Almo having a ball? Not on my watch. Almo felt like a big part of my life for a long time. Almo <laughs> felt like a big part of this movie. Mm. Yeah, he did. Probably but I, I used to watch Elmo's Arguably World. the main character. I, <laughs> I was definitely too old for Elmo's World by the time I was watching it. Yeah. But there were funny parts with Mr. Noodle, who I've seen play a drug addict and something else, um, which is fun. Right. Um, okay. I think the guy from Stephen Tobolsky, I think, has Tobolsky. played has played Mr. Noodle before. Watch out for the cord. 
Thank you'll you. Able, you'll be able to hear that. Sorry, fans. <laughs> um, someone like that has played yeah. Mr. Noodle, who's Almo's next door neighbor, who right, yeah, yeah, plays yeah, pranks that sounds right. and things. Um, or it might not be him. It might be um, um, the, no, it's not him. It's the guy from shit. I'm gonna find out what his name is. I'd rather you think of it. No. We're going to figure this out. Well, I, well, yeah, like, describe him to Wait, me. Wait, I'll just write... Tell me some of his roles. Who played Mr. Noodle? I can't think of any of, like, his main main roles. Only, like, he was in the X-Files. Noodle, I can't think of anything, is what it Googled. <laughs> All right. Mr. Noodle, Almo's World. Bill Irwin. Yep. That's who played him? No, that's one of them. There's several. There has siblings because it'll be like it's Mr. Noodle's brother, Mr. Noodle, um, and then he had so Michael Jeter played Mr. Noodle's brother, Mr. Noodle, who was in fucking Earbud. He's the clown in Earbud. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kristen Chenoweth played, played Mr. Mr. Noodle's sister, Ms. Noodle. Um, David Diggs. Played two, one of Mr. Noodle's brothers. Really? Yeah, Thomas Jefferson from um oh, wow. from Hamilton. That's awesome. Um, maybe Stephen Toblowski didn't do it. Anyway, this is very good content. Um, should we continue that franchise? Continue the franchise. Yep. What is your sequel to? Uh, what is your new Sesame Street movie? Oh, wait. There are some. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Do you want me to do this? I've got it up. I've got one that won't be on your page though. All right. Okay. Um, but I know what you're going to talk about. What am I going to talk about? You're going to talk about the um upcoming Sesame Street movie. I am. Well, you do your stupid one then. It's so stupid. It's so not okay. as good. Oh, as... really? But it's like we're comprehensive. Yeah. All right. Are you going to do it? I'm sure I am, dude. Okay, off you go. All right. Elmo's Adventures in Grouchland um, book series. <laughs> <laughs> the film inspired a trilogy of children's books published in 1999 called Happy Grouch Day, The Grouchiest Lovey, and Unwelcome to Grouchland. Nice. Could do them for Continue the Franchise. We could do. Um, so I'm here to talk about... Continue the Franchise, I mean... From film franchise follow-ups. Um, so there is an upcoming Muppet movie set to be released in January of 2022 um, by Warner Brothers, which would actually make it the first, the next Warner Brothers release to not be straight to HBO Max. Um, you you said Muppet movie, you mean Sesame Street. I did say, yeah, I meant Sesame Street. Um, currently untitled. Um, so... Uh, looking to star Anne Hathaway, it was supposed to come out like this year or next year, but, it, um, because of her commitments with the witches, um, it was delayed and, um, yeah, so it's now supposed to come out, uh, but it was supposed to film earlier this year, but of course, uh, you know, things happened. Mm. Um, but- C-O-V-I-D, COVID! Thank you. Um, speaking of COVID, there's a bit in this film in Elmo and Grouchland that you oh, couldn't yes. do. <laughs> so they talk to the audience throughout it. They're like, "What's you know, it's like the door explorer kind of thing of like, yeah. is it over there? Yeah, 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 yeah. And the one of the ways that Elmo gets out of one of the many adventures in Grouchland that yeah. he has is he meets like the garbage queen, Vanessa Williams. Yeah, and she says the only way she's going to let him go is if she if he blows a hundred raspberries in 
30 seconds, seconds, which a Muppet, let alone a human, cannot do. And so so Almo then turns to the camera and says, hey, children in the audience, start just fucking spitting. Spitting everywhere. Spitting everywhere in the audience. And he's talking to a movie theater because much like Tenet, Almo's Adventures in Grouchland needed to come out in cinemas. Um, and so you're supposed to just start going. <laughs> Imagine being a fucking parent in yeah. that cinema and being like, "Oh, oh Jesus having Christ. kids sit behind yeah. you, the back oh, of your neck." Just bad dampening. idea, bad call, even in 1999. God. But yeah, imagine doing that in yeah. a cinema in 2020. Um, but this would be one of those famous things where it's like a a mup- If this came out this year, it'd be like cut from the film as yeah, yeah. a scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the other, the kind of most interesting thing for me, anyway, about the upcoming Sesame Street movie is that Bo Burnham is. Uh, writing the music for it much in the same way that Brett McKenzie did for that's a Robbins. really good idea that's a good idea and it's not I, an idea it's reality well it's a good idea for them to make it real well okay um i feel like this will be very different to follow that bird and yeah i feel like and and it was going to be my continue the franchise before i was like well we're we doing it <laughs> um but essentially like making it more like the muppets 2011 mm. um because sesame street is kind of in a bad ways these days i mean like the whole idea of it was that it was on pbs it was accessible to everyone and then it moved to hbo I, I guess a risk of because it was a risk of being you know not being made so hbo said well you know we'll we'll foot the bill hbo famously a p- very premium service and then and like i could be getting details of this wrong because i don't live in the states like maybe the muppet uh, the so fuck sesame street is like a more accessible version of hbo whatever but now it's on H- it's only on hbo max and it's like parts of it animated but like i would like to see sesame street 2022 like really it'd be like about bringing back sesame street in the mm. same way that the muppets 2011 was um and it's like anne hathaway's your jason siegel character who is a journalist who stumbles upon sesame street wants to do a follow-up on them on what happened to sesame street and then they find out something magical you know mm. it's 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 it exists in a place that's been cut off from the rest of the world and the, and everyone learns to to care again that's good that'd be that's maybe that's what the world will need in 2022 yeah Yeah. what's your idea um well i was gonna pitch a grouchland storybook spinoff but that's already been done i I mean and and i I, what is a grouch yeah because it's made pretty explicitly clear on this that they're from grouchland usa but what is the difference between like an elmo and a grouch well elmo's a monster right okay this isn't my continue the franchise this is a, a discussion point um let's how about a cookie monster movie he's the he's the left he's the one left behind isn't it yeah where's you my got cookie movie? you got it yeah yeah and it's about like you, you could do a um uh you know silver linings playbook how mm. the movie starts and bradley cooper has lost a bunch of weight and mm. uh, you never see what he looked like when he was fat but like do do silver linings play cookie lining playbook wow what about a burnt nanny movie what would it be about? Um, it's about Bernie starting a podcast that causes and they them, can't decide which one's Richard and which one's yeah, AJ. and that causes them to re-examine their friendship. Um, Why? And, and it's a, but not in a good way. Like it's a not in a good in way. a good way. Right. It's a movie about um, embracing friendship. Right. And being healthy being, masculinity. Yeah. Let's get a Bernie healthy masculinity movie. Yeah, a movie that finally. But then you have like a female Ernie and a female Bert to show that like they're not gay right <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's made by it's a it's a um rise of skywalker 
Treated by JJ Abrams. It's called Bert and Ernie Aren't Gay. <laughs> hey, well, that um, about Bert does and Ernie, it just friends. for this episode. <laughs> Best friends and friends is in bold. Um, Thank you very much for listening. Um, thank you very much for listening to this year of Film Franchise Fortnites and the Cop Option Podcast. We've got, mm. you know, despite this being the last Film Franchise Fortnites for the the year, there's not really a plan to do any kind of brief hiatus or anything. We're just gonna there'll be a new episode next week, as yeah, always. But we're just Film Franchise Fortnites. We'll be taking a little bit. of That's a break true. Yeah, because yeah, and so we'll be doing our. Um, typical look back at the year that was of movies uh, which we call our most disappointing and then we'll be uh looking at the year to come or hopefully to come um because (laughs) as we found out there's a lot of changes to the release (laughs) schedule um which yeah so a lot of them we will have talked about yeah yeah the start of this year but there's Um, a new perspective on all of these exactly a lot of them we have more information about but yeah i think we've currently got that in our calendar to be called um movies we hope come out in 2021 it changes every year now yeah. that damn title <laughs> um cool so ch- stay tuned for all of that there might be a few other bonus pod like off week episodes that come yeah. out consecutively we're still figuring out when we're going to launch film franchise Fortnite 2021 season, season six five, season six. five so 2016 17 18 19 20 21 season six season six <sighs> four it's too long. It's too long. It's <laughs> too long for your podcast to not be considered successful. Mm. Or although I would, we both bought PS5s this year. From we um, did, we haven't announced that publicly. I don't know if we should, but I'm not ashamed of it. Yeah, we we used um a bit of the Patreon money to buy ourselves each a PlayStation Five. Mm. Um, which you might go like you're spending Patreon money on that. And it's like, but now, yes, yeah, we now, are. Now we, we can. can keep up to date on PS5 releases yeah. to, to make content. Not that we ever really make um, content about about video games, <laughs> but maybe we can now because we have PS5. And also, we don't earn enough from the Patreon to do much else with it than, <laughs> yeah. than do then something like this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so thank you to all, all the patrons yeah, out thank there. thank you so much. Yeah, um, like, like generally, because I'm, I'm on holiday at the moment. I'm, I'm down seeing my family and it's funny to be like, you know, you're supposed to send to your family. It's like, I've got to go record podcasts with AJ all day. And it's like, I feel like I'm deserting you, but it's like, I get paid hundreds of dollars to do this. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> it's true. You yeah. do. It's like, I actually, you know, I have, I have a schedule I need to keep and I have, I have people that rely on me talking about movies. Yeah. And we get paid enough to pay a, a week's worth of rent each month. Yeah, and yeah. that's okay. Um, and maybe we'll get more. And if you want to actually donate, you can join the Patreon yourself. You can donate as little as a dollar a month, which is such a minuscule amount of money. that you I don't even notice it. I don't, even, I don't really understand why someone wouldn't do that if they were a fan. Yeah. You know, just calling them out. Um, <laughs> and that, That's over at... <laughs> That's over at patreon.com slash cultpopsha, um, where you can donate there. There's yeah, also so for, for a dollar a month you get to uh suggest every second franchise and um because we're taking a break in January there'll be something else. So what it is is patron. it's um you get podcasts early. And, and yeah. when you can't vote you get podcasts um Yeah. Early. Although we do have something that will come out in January for all patrons. Including one dollar tears. Do we? Yeah. We're about to record our Oh, first. that thing. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that'll probably go just on YouTube, won't it? Uh, I mean, maybe we'll do it on Patreon. It's, for it's, like... it's for the patrons, but it's like... Yeah, maybe we'll do we'll put it on Patreon for like a week and then release it. Okay, YouTube. that's yeah. a good idea. Um, So yeah, that'll that'll be there. Um, and for $5, um, you get an extra podcast where we talk about film franchise follow-up. So we follow up 
a film franchise we've done with a new piece of content or a new piece yeah. of media. So it could be something that's, that's been released since we recorded the podcast on it, or it's um yeah like like you just talked about in uh with this one where Alwyn Grouchland had a had a book trilogy spin off yeah, yeah. Um, that we could yeah, we cover things like that e- extra media that aren't films yep um and you also get uh ad free podcasts you get them a few hours early um on five dollars and you also get to give us a post credits scene topic which we'll talk about more and actually just literally do in a little bit yeah. um which is at the end of each episode after the music that you're probably hearing now if we finish yeah. very quickly after uh, well we've talked about the ten dollar tier ten dollar tier which is another podcast called generic movie podcast where we talk about a movie mm-hmm. that you have suggested and voted on yeah. um, and each tier gives you the benefits of the tiers below yep. it as well and then there's now recently as as of this year there's also a fifteen dollar mm-hmm. tier which is where you get to join us in discussing one of the classics in our cult classic movie club um where we uh, if you want to if you want to test the waters of that um, see if it's worth donating uh, check out Cop Popshire 2 yes um, T-O-O exclamation our, mark um, our second YouTube channel uh, where we put things like the, the podcast you're listening to right now, listening to right now. Uh, and yeah the the cult classic movie club and yep. that thing we talked about yep. will probably go on there right um, and so what that is is it's an experimental podcast where anyone who has the link can join it yeah. I think the most we've had so far is 8 people Something on one like podcast yeah. um, it was, was too many for me to be able to see in one screen because I was recording on my phone and I had to keep <laughs> swiping depending on who was talking nice um, so join all of that uh, there's also a thousand dollars we didn't talk about thousand dollars here and uh, no one's ever bought it if, in case you're aware <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah and if you want to support Cold Popshire as you have been doing this whole year we're on Facebook Instagram YouTube Twitter um, all over the place just look up Cold Popshire and just click yeah. follow like subscribe yep. and whatever you social look up media Cold and you'll find AJ's address not anymore <laughs> so it was actually my parents address yeah. and I quickly <laughs> fix that, um, that and stay weird. tuned for the post credit scene coming up right now and Merry Christmas Happy New Year I am a little choked up at all the support we've got of the Discord as well yeah um, join the Discord join the Discord if you want to chat to us like real people um, it's a great time and we're all ready to, to jump back into it next year so we'll see you later bye la 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 oh, best joke in Big Bird's follow that big bird yeah. is when he's walking along and it's just a shot of his feet and he's like la 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 and then it fades to like some time later and he's walking very slowly going la 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 <laughs> I thought that was a great one for the parents yeah. alright see you later everybody millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom like Evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, welcome to the <laughs> Patreon post credit scene. You can't tell, but there was nigh a second <laughs> of delay between the end of the episode and this. Um, and today we're going to be doing a post credit scene, which is if you donate $5 or more to our Patreon, which we just spent an exorbitant amount of time talking about, yeah. um, you can give us something to talk about in our post credit scene. And this uh, post credit scene comes to us from Josh Monson. And he says... Um, and I'm reading this on my phone, which makes it a lot more difficult than you might think. Um, what a movie 
you thought <laughs> fuck if you like tap on it it should show the whole message right or yeah. if you go to edit it oh no okay what's a movie you thought was great growing up and then later realized it was bad um he then goes on to say um i had so much fun with batman and robin i think he's saying only on dvd i would make my family watch it with me now i know the depths of their love for me (laughs) (laughs) that was fun to read like that um so josh uh i don't i don't have a lot of we were talking about these in my office the other day and i don't have a lot of stories like this where i have like a movie that it's like i loved this but now i know it's terrible yeah do you have any well I mean, I liked Batman and Robin, I guess, but not for Yeah, there's, the- there's movies where I'm like, I don't know that I ever thought they were good. I just enjoyed them. Like, mm. I think I feel like I've been, for for a lot of my life, um, like, have been pretty good at distinguishing, like, I enjoy this, not this is good. Mm. Um, the, the one kind of thing that springs to mind, and it's not even something I necessarily enjoyed that much, but um, the Tigger movie... <laughs> Uh, um that's like my parents took us to see that and i was like i was like just a little bit too old for or like i was aging out of it rapidly as the movie went on i was (laughs) aging out of the demographic but my parents took took me to it and that's like the example they always use of like being made to sit through a kid's film that has nothing for the adults Mm. you know um and yeah they they still they, they mentioned that um this week um, they, I've heard them mention that as well and I've like how many times will I have talked to your parents a hundred no like I've probably <laughs> seen thousand. them like ten times in my life right yeah, yeah. and I've heard them talk about the Tigger movie <laughs> a movie that's so inoffensive my mum loves Tigger really? my, like complete opposite story with the Tigger movie yeah. for my family um well, I think it's just like, because they talk about it being like, oh my God, this arduous task sitting through this movie. It's like 64 minutes long or something <laughs> like that. Um, but yeah, and it's one of those movies, like, I, I don't remember particularly liking it or anything like that. My parents could not stand it. I think going a bit further in life, um, we might yeah. have talked about this before, um, a, for a long time, two of my favorite movies as an edgy teenager yeah. were The Butterfly Effect and The Number 23. The, the uh, yeah, Joel Schumacher, dude, Jim dude. Carrey movie. Um, and within a year after yeah. being like, these are my favorite movies, was like, these are pretty bad. I, I haven't revisited them since knowing that they're bad. Right. Um, but I think you'd never seen The Butterfly Feet. No, 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 I've seen it. I've seen, um, seen it quite a few. You used to have it on DVD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, cause I, I used to quite like that movie as well. But um, yeah, it's one of those movies that people talk about being really bad. And but don't if you're 14. Yeah, my God, the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Um, the kind of other thing that, that springs to mind in terms of like revisiting and well, I don't know. Is like I'm currently reading Ready Player Two, so this is just at the <laughs> front of my mind. Um, but I love Ready Player One, the book. Um, it's bad, <laughs> but I love it. Um, and well, Ready Player Two. Uh, is the exact same as the first one. No matter how you felt about the first one, you mm. will feel that again reading the second one. The the um the moment that I didn't understand at the time that now I'm like ah was when in my media studies class in year twelve yeah. when the students were talking about um the butterfly effect versus Donnie Darko yeah. and our very cool very trendy media studies teacher was like no nah, listen guys the butterfly effect is cool 
Donnie Darko is like proper awesome. Yeah. And I didn't understand that at the time. <laughs> and now looking back, I'm like, I actually know exactly what you mean. Yeah, right. It's trying to convey the difference between sure and um this is <laughs> do not this is so different. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um so yeah. Hope that answers your question, Josh. See you later. <laughs> this podcast. See you next year. The the early episodes of this podcast is my answer to this question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back when you used to be like, oh, why is no one listening? <laughs> oh, if, that's why. Uh, yeah, if, if only people just listened, it would be huge. <laughs> Which is so different from how we are now. Yeah, but well, now, well, now it's correct. <laughs> imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.